What's going on, everybody? It's time for an all-new episode of Super Kenshi Mobile Love Bus Cyber Squad Away! The open-handed slap of entertainment to the face of mediocrity and boredom. I am your host, The Q, and I have got some stories for you. Yeah, I know I said that I was going to be back around the holidays with eggnog recipes, but here's the thing. Every eggnog recipe I tried kind of tasted like glue with nutmeg in it, so I realized that I was suffering for all of you, and all y'all ain't worth it. Holla! Anyway... So I got some news stories for you, though. I got some stuff. All the nonsense that's fit to print from the intranet webs I have right here. Not all of it, because, goodness, there's a lot of uh, nonsense out there. But let's go. Now, sometimes I tell stories and jokes that don't need a punchline or don't need the rest of the story told. Here's one for you. This is just the headline, okay? Lamb's head found in microwave at Ikea. So that's it. That's, that's the headline. Now, I'm a journalistic juggernaut, so I'm going to give you the rest, but you really don't need any more than that. But here we go. Westchester, Ohio. Authorities in Ohio say a store employee found the head of a lamb inside a microwave oven on display at an Ikea home furnishing showroom. Police in the Cincinnati suburb of Westchester say they believe the discovery on December 16th was the result of a prank. By the time officers arrived, store employees had already disposed of the head. Okay, I'd like to define prank here for a second, okay? A prank is when someone says, I don't know, when you drop green slime on them, okay? A prank is when you glue all of your teacher's furniture to the ceiling or put, um, like, plastic explosive in a, jo- in a box of low-sugar frosted flakes, and they blow up. Those are pranks. Putting a lamb's head, decapitating a lamb... For the sole purpose of putting that lamb's head in a microwave of, at, at, at Ikea? That's got to be some sort of lamb's head Ikea microwave terrorism. Not a prank. Okay, so you guys know that there are plenty of people out there that hate social networks. They hate Twitters. They hate the Facebooks. Everyone should hate MySpace by now because it's the devil's play thing. But they hate the Twitters and they hate the Facebooks. And it seems like... And it seems like the people behind Twitter and Facebook and the applications connected to them are coming up with ways to make people hate these things even more. Well, just in case you need that one last application to make you hate social networks, Blippi is here to save the day. What is Blippi, you ask? Blippi, created by web entrepreneur Philip Kaplan, is a site that allows you to broadcast credit card transactions over the internet. The site is currently in beta, in beta, accessible only by invitation. Aw, sad panda. But it plans on using credit card transactions to help people locate each other. Kaplan says, quote, the idea is that most Americans have two or three credit cards in their wallet. You sign one of them up to be the social card. It's connected to the site. The other cards you keep private. So, If I use my public card at Starbucks, for instance, all my friends know I'm at Starbucks, and they can come see me. Yes. That's what the creator of the the, uh, application said. So let's say that I'm at the Unicorn Emporium, okay, buying some unicorn bracelets or some unicorn slippers, okay? With Blippi, once I make that purchase, uh, basically the format is... um, X spent Y dollars at Z. And then you can click on Z, which would be the name of the establishment, to find out who else spent money there. Now, here's my question. First of all, may, well, maybe I don't want anyone to know I'm shopping at the Unicorn Emporium. 
And secondly, if I wanted you to hang out with me at the Unicorn Emporium, wouldn't I have told you? But you know just as well as I do, the people that love Facebook and Twitter to talk about what they're doing, like, you know, they complain, I'm sitting in my room, I'm lonely, I'm eating ice cream because I don't look good in capri pants. Those people are going to be totally into this application, and you know they're going to be all, hey, Susie spent $600 at the Capri Pants Emporium. Gonja, uh, up next, Ganja Gourmet becomes first marijuana restaurant to open. I am not making this up. Uh, it is, of course, opening up in Denver, Colorado. A new, uh, new restaurant on Broadway in downtown Den- Denver claims it is the first of its kind anywhere. Ganja Gourmet serves food items laced with marijuana. And it's not just the brownies, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. This place has all kinds of different... Di- son. Son. Journalist. I want you to say this with me. Journalistic integrity. Okay? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Pot, sprinkled food. Uh, and it's all legal. Do you have a medical marijuana card? That's the first thing we would ask, says Steve Hurwitz of Ganja Gourmet. Uh, the card gets you into Ganja Gourmet. You have to, and then you can use it to belly up to the bar, uh, you know, where you can sit and order, and they'll bring them food. And it's not just brownies, and you know, create the menu is pretty extensive: lasagnas, hummus, and pizza. They also serve desserts like cheesecake and a New York treat that they call almond horns. Um, brownies are ten dollars, yeah. Um, and then a dozen meringue, a lemon meringue tartlets, cost a hundred and twenty dollars. Aye. So yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure, you know, I'm not making fun of the place, you know. I'm sure it's a classy place, classy clientele, and classy waitstaff who have a really hard time focusing on what they're doing and eating chips. Mm. Okay, yes, um, and finally, you know, I, uh, not finally, second to finally, I tell a lot of serious news, uh, I tell a little funny news on the show, and but up next, uh... We got something we really need to talk about, everyone. Something that will affect many of you. White Americans will no longer be the majority by the end of mid-century. I will uh, give you a moment to let that to let that sink in. To let that sink in. The estimated time when whites will no longer make up the majority of Americans has been pushed back eight years to 2050. Because they're... My son is playing with his toys that make music and tell you to walk and make you feel bad for sitting around. So there's that with that. Uh, So it's been pushed back to 2050 because of the recession and stricter immigration policies have slowed the flow of foreigners into the U.S. Census Bureau projections released Wednesday update last year's prediction that white children would become a minority in 2023, and the overall white population would follow in 2042. The earlier estimate did not take into account a drop in the number of people moving into the U.S. because of the economic crisis and the immigration policies imposed after the September 11th, 2001 terror attack. So, for those of you... Um, now, some of the, for some of you, the 2042 date is a good thing. You know, at 2042, you were going to you know, move to Fantasy Island or move to the moon. So whoever had some, if you had some big plan for 2042, you know, the day that you were going to become a minority or the day that you were going to become a majority, majority I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, 
I, I, I don't know what to tell you. But you know what? Hey, come 2050, my brothers. My brothers and sisters. Come 2050. <laughs> we will win. We will win. Huh? Huh? Yes, victory. It doesn't matter to me because I'm Chinese, but, you know, whatever. And finally, the body of an elderly woman remained in her bed for up to eight months, even though caretakers paid daily visits to the house and kept it tidy, authorities said on Wednesday. Sheriff deputies were investigating the suspicious death of Blanche Matilda Roth after the corpse was found in her suburban home in Wilmington on the Atlantic coast on Tuesday following a call to 911. New Hanover County Deputy Charles Smith said Roth likely died in May before her 88th birthday in September. Her body was found after the 911 caller, whose identity was being withheld by authorities, reported that an elderly woman in the home was unconscious and not breathing. Smith said caretakers had been going in and out of the house in a quiet cul-de-sac on a daily basis. He would not specify if the caretakers were family members, but said they were not nurses. <laughs> At least four of the people also lived in the house, a neighbor said. So either these people are psychotic and they probably still had her 88th birthday despite the fact she was dead or um, people were just thankful that Blanche was keeping it quiet keeping it quiet ladies and gentlemen that's all the time I got here for you on Super Kenshi Mobile Love by Cyber Squad Away but if you've got a story or you've got my wife is now taking pictures of my son because he's sitting in a rocking chair it's the milestones that we celebrate the milestones it's a tiny rocking chair too it's like, a, uh, it's like a hobbit rocking chair. If hobbits believe, I don't know. So if you have anything you want to ask me about, questions you want me to research, nonsense news you want me to delve into, you got to send me a mess mess on the Facebook, which, as you all know, is street talk for message on Facebook. I will find these stories, I will exhume these stories, and I will uh, gobble them up and spit them out all over you. Yeah, I'll do that for you, ladies and gentlemen. So... That's all I got time for. I'm the Q, and I am out.